Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Previously on a new winter. No, Dubid shouted and put his hand across me to keep me in, still driving. Stop it, stop. I bit his hand and he let out a scream, but I couldn't handle it. I couldn't go back to him because standing there with a smile and waving was Father Reynolds. This is episode 28 of A New Winter. The car stopped and Dubid leaned across me. Not him, I shouted. What's happening? Relax, Dubridge said. Relax, it's not him. It's not Ian. What do you mean? I asked. It's his brother, his twin brother. I told you it's not Ian. I looked at him. The Father Reynolds in front of me. This new Father Reynolds. And it looked just like him. Like the man who had hit the German. Like the man from this very morning, pretending to be my real father. He's going to help you, lad. He's not like them. He's not like the others. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who I could trust. Was he really trying to tell me that this man in front of me just happens to look exactly like Father Reynolds, but isn't actually the Father Reynolds that I know already, even though, in a matter of speaking, he is still called Father Reynolds? It was all very confusing, and I felt weak, My breath was speeding up, and I fainted. As I awoke, I was in the church. The stone walls, the Jesus figures, the disciples, Mary, golds and blues and greys. Groups of candles, some of them aflame, dancing with a ferocity, leaving the unlit ones looking dead and sad, jealous of the ones alive with the energy. A chemical reaction, I remember someone saying. It's just a chemical reaction. I looked across the room and saw Father Reynolds talking with Dubridge. They looked deep in conversation, Reynolds seemingly doing most of the talking. Dubridge noticed I was awake and came over. Hey, lad, he said. All got a bit too much for you, eh? I'm not surprised. This is Jack, Jack Reynolds. Hello, the man spoke softly. I didn't wish to scare you. Though we look the same, my brother is quite different from me. I don't really... 
I don't really share his beliefs. Please. And I started feeling what little energy I had leaving me at an increasing rate. You have to explain what's happening here. I need to know. Jack Reynolds and Dubridge looked at each other and Dubridge nodded. Okay, well, we'll tell you what we can. But first you must eat and drink. There's a lot to be explained. I had a brief wash in Jack's living quarters that had been built into the back of the church and came out to be greeted with a cheese sandwich and a can of coke on the table. Sitting either side of each other were Jack and Dubridge, both of them looking rather nervous, preparing themselves for this big chat. So, Jack started, what do you want to know? Okay, well, I want to start from where this all started, with Kate. What happened? Dubridge spoke up. Well, in all honesty, we don't actually know. But this wasn't your, well, usual murder. It felt like this time it was was something else. Like what? I asked. Well, you have to keep in mind that the people, Jack began, the people of this town believe in something. They believe something, some entity, lives in the forest, here, in this town. That maybe this entity killed her. What entity? What do you mean? Jack's voice lowered. He cleared his throat. Something old. Something that has lived out there for a very, very, very long time. Like a monster? Mm, Perhaps. I mean, if you want to call it that. But this being has been part of the structure of this town for generations. It has a hold over the people here. Feeds off them. Off us. But yet, it sits out there. Quietly. So why has no one done anything? Oh, Dubich answered, people have. But they disappear. This town doesn't take well to outsiders. Tourists, visitors, that's fine. But it keeps its secrets hidden. And in return, it's said that the people will live longer. Happy, healthier lives. And all that. And when the right time comes, they'll have some kind of ascension. This is ridiculous, I said. Can't be true. And I laughed it off. Surely they were trying to fill my head with fancy. Child stories, myths. Yes, yes, that's, that's what we thought. That's what we all thought as we were growing up. And Jack laid back, looking a little bit more relaxed. The monster in the woods. But strange things would always happen. Missing children. And then they'd turn up, well, in some sort of fashion. And if they were dead, the bodies, or what was left of them, well, they'd disappear. And you're telling me no one noticed? No people noticed. Most people kept quiet, even the parents, but... Usually the parents had another. A twin. And I could see they were waiting for a reaction. Twins, Dugridge began, are very common here. Very common. There was a silence. Jack was the first to speak. What do you remember, then? 
asked Jack. Of your childhood, I mean, of anything. And I tried to think, but... I don't know, I said. I thought I remembered my parents, but... Well, they weren't my parents this morning. I mean, I I remember Kate and Jackie. They were my friends, right? Rich, I remember him. I remember Nicola. And I remember the house. And my old house. And I remember... I remember Mr. Tooley. And my head began to hurt again. I winced in pain. Okay, that's enough. That's enough, Jack said, and rubbed my back. You've had enough today, lad. I could see him looking at Dewbridge, and there was some kind of understanding between them. They left me to eat what was left of the sandwich, and I could see that they were worried. I wasn't quite sure of what. Were they worried if I'd get found? Of what was happening to the town? Or were they worried just about me? Maybe... Maybe were they were they scared of me? They whispered together, but even though I strained to listen, I couldn't quite ascertain anything. Soon Dubridge came over to me. Well, the plan is you're to stay here with Jack. And I nodded, still wary of what was happening, but without saying another word, Dubridge had just left. Jack awkwardly hung around the table clearly wanting to appear relaxed, but the rocking on his feet and the incessant humming proved otherwise. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So, let me ask you, did you... Did you know the stock wheels then? Jack asked. Um, yeah, I answered. Well, well I knew Kate, really. Hmm, fond memories? Uh, yeah, I guess. Hmm. They used to come to this church, you know, Jack said. They preferred it here. 
little quieter than the rest. A little, I don't know, closer to God, maybe. Tim, the father, if you remember him, he was actually a good friend of mine. Um, okay. Yep, firm believer in God. Very firm. I know people gossiping about him murdering the whole family. I mean, under God or whatever. But I won't have any of it. Um, okay, I said. And Lauren, oh, she was beautiful. Such a dear. Would always bring me some of her cooking. I mean, bread pudding, that was that was probably my favourite. Delicious, it, re- it really was. Then he just stared out the window. He looked at me as if to say something else, then turned his head back to the outside. What is it? I asked. Hmm? Oh, I don't know. It's just... I don't know, it's just funny having you here. Why would you mean funny? Uh, I, I can't say any more. I promised Dubridge. What, what can't you say? Look, he said, I want to help. Really, I do, but... You have to realise it's... It's not safe here. We can't do anything. Me, nor Dubridge. But you... You may be able to. We think something huge is coming. And we need to make sure that we're ready, all of us. All of who? Ready for what? You're just making this more confusing. And just then we heard a scream pierce the sky. It was that guttural shrieking, that horrific sound that sounded, well, inhuman. And Jack looked terrified. Oh, no. Okay, they've come. They they must have found Dubridge's tracks or something, followed him here. You, You have to hide. Hide, I said. Let's run. We we can't risk it. Not in this snow. We don't know how many there are or, or where they are. We can't let them take you. Not, not now. Now hide. Jack quickly opened up a cupboard and lifted up the loose flooring. You're skinny enough now to squeeze in, he said. And under I went. Barely enough room for me to lie down on my front. There's a great amount of stones and rubble and other small, sharp objects jabbing me all over my body but I remained as still as I could while Jack put back the floorboard, enveloping me in darkness, save for a small crack of light where the edge of the floorboard was. Down it shone, one tiny shard of light in an otherwise shadowed mystery, and I could hear Jack rushing around above me, and then a silence. I wondered if I should say anything. Did did something happen? I mean, was he still there? And then I had a loud, angry knock. Jack, I heard someone shout. Jack, open up. I heard Jack take a deep breath and go over to open the door. Oh, Ian, how nice of you to... Shut up, Jack. Where is he? Where's the lad? What what lad? I heard some loud stomps above me. Don't play the fucking idiot with me, Jack. It's important. We need him. Honestly, I don't know what you're talking about. There's not been any. But Jack was interrupted again. We know Dubridge was here. We saw him drive back. His car empty. So we know that he left the boy here. Listen, Ian, you know I don't want anything to do with that. I just want a quiet life. If Dubridge is here, then... Then I don't know about it. Maybe he dropped him off nearby. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Don't worry. And I've left you to it, haven't I? And this is the thanks I get? I saved you, Jack. Don't you forget about that. You could have been one of those. 
one of those out there. But don't you go and thinking that I'm soft. If I have to kill you to get this lad back, then I will. Come on now, Ian, there's no need to. And just then there was a sudden silence. <laughs> He's here, isn't he, Jack? No, please, I'm... What'd you tell him? Nothing, nothing, I... Oh, so you have seen him? Jack was clearly breaking under pressure. How long was this going to last? Could I even get out from under here? Was there another way? I was sure if I was to start moving, I'd be found. I started sweating. And then... Then there was a low buzzing, like a humming sound. What's happening? I heard from above me. What is this? Trick? No, this isn't me, I heard Jack say. Then the light in front of me turned blue, and I heard a scream, and then another. It was the two men above me, screaming as if in almighty pain. But I couldn't feel anything. I just concentrated on that blue light, but I dared not go any nearer to it. And then I heard a whisper, as if coming through that tiny gap. The tower listens. Remember the manic yellow spider. Remember his black and white feet. Remember the purple room. And then it went quiet. I lay there, completely still, for what felt like an eternity. And then slowly, I pushed the floorboard above me aside. I was able to straighten up, and I opened the door, the cupboard door that was in front of me. And there, there I saw Jack and the man he was talking to, Father Ian Reynolds. And there, in front of me, I could see that they were identical twins and passed out by the looks of it. I looked around trying to see if I could see the source of whatever emitted that blue glow, but nothing. It was as if it never happened. I walked over both of the Reynolds and opened the door to the outside. There, scattered around the outside of the church, down the path, and across the fields were bodies. Breathing, so it seemed, but collapsed on the floor. There must have been 20 or so, just what looked like normal, average people. Were they here, just looking for me? Then as I looked around, I noticed, in the distance, what must have been far outside of the town, or at least at its very edge, a tall tower, like part of a medieval castle rising into the sky. Normally I wouldn't have thought anything about it, but then I remembered the whisper. The tower listens. What exactly did that mean? Was that the tower? Had I even seen it before? How could it listen? I didn't have time for this now. I had to get away. I had no idea where to go, but I just knew I didn't want to be around this place. And I needed to find out what was going on. I trawled through the snow and tried to remember my way back. I kept to the side of the road, trying my best to remain hidden. But the light was fading now. I didn't want to get stuck out here in the dark again, not after last time. Then I saw a car coming, headlights shining out, lighting up the world in front of it. It didn't look familiar. In fact, it looked like a black muscle car, like you see in the movies, with a silver racing stripe that turned into a silver horse painted near the bonnet. It looked immaculate, and even though probably completely wrong for this weather, the snow seemed to make it even more dazzling. I don't know why, but 
I stuck my hand out, trying to flag it down. It zoomed past me, then braked. Then the reverse lights came on, and back it came towards me, at some speed, stopping right next to me. As I looked in, I saw a man in a tight-fitted suit. No tie, uh, but with short, curly hair. I mean, it looked like that he cared about how he actually looked, and from what I could gather, well, he looked rich. You look lost, son, he said, with an East London accent. What are you doing out here? It's bloody freezing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm lost, I said. And he looked at me suspiciously. Hmm. Well, know where you need to go. Well, I guess I... Well, I guess I don't really have anywhere to go, to be honest. Well, he said, you really are lost. All right, come on, game. We'll figure something out. Getting into cars with strangers wasn't really my thing. I mean, is this what I've resorted myself to? The man could see the look on my face. <laughs> look, listen, mate. If you like, I'll call a taxi to come and pick you up from here. Would you rather that? I mean, I've got a phone here. Uh, do you want me to call someone for you? No, no, it's fine, it's fine, I said. I was too weak and I just couldn't be bothered anymore. He didn't look like the type to kill me. His car wasn't exactly inconspicuous. I hopped into the passenger seat, and the whole car was thick with his aftershave. It was a deep, rich smell, if somewhat overpowering. He started driving again and turned towards me. You know, there's this technology that's coming out where you just type in your destination, and it tells you the exact way to go. Can you imagine that? Well, that's pretty cool, I said. Yeah, that is cool, isn't it? My friends in the States got one. The idea that you can sit back and the path in front of you is already set out. Doesn't matter where you're going, it's just plain sailing to get there. I love it. You ever been to the States? Um, no, I answered. Oh, great country. Yeah, great country. A lot of food. I mean, you'll never go hungry, but it all feels, you know, manufactured. Not like here. But man, the cities, ah, oh, nature, people women. I mean, I can't help it. I just love coming back home, though. Oh, so, so you do live here? I asked. Well, well, no, I mean, not here. I'm actually from Richmond in London. Um, okay, then what, what are you doing here? I asked. Hmm, well, I'm here looking for someone. Who? Hey. you got a lot of questions, mate, the man smiled. What's your worry? Uh, no, no worry, I said, just wondering. The man smiled and stuck out his hand. Well, I'm Michael. Michael Verdun. Uh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Michael. And I shook his hand and stared back out the window into the snow. Hmm, well, you're from here then, I take it? Uh, yeah, yes, I said. Hmm. Don't like small chat, I suppose. I shrugged. Well, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, can I just sleep? Sure, but we'll be in town in like ten minutes or so. Okay, I'm just really tired. Yeah, Michael said. Yeah, of course, of course. You know, go for it. And I drifted off. When I awoke, all I could hear was the ding, ding, ding of a light somewhere inside the car going off. It's completely dark now, pitch black. But in front of me, the headlights shone onto an icy field. We'd come off the road, it looked like. 
right beside me to where Michael had been, and his door was open. But more worryingly, there were pieces of his clothes scattered on his seat, and, well, there was no mistaking it, that was blood. I got out to see what had happened, but as I peered into the darkness, well, I might as well have had my eyes shut. There was nothing. There was nothing, and I was alone. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. For more info, including how you can support the show, please visit anewwinter.com. Thank you for listening to A New Winter. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.